Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cedars A&E podcast. As I said before, that is a tentative title. We might find a better name at some point, something more specific, but that's just the general name for what this is. I am your host, Ben Hyatt. I am the arts and entertainment editor for Cedars. And today I'm with a special guest who is also kind of a host because he works for Cedars. He's a a good friend of mine, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, absolutely. Good, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Hunter Sweet. I'm actually Ben Hyatt's roommate, funny enough. Funnily enough. Funny enough. What's the word that is like inside hiring for people that's like related to Nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah. That's what this is. We promote nepotism at Cedars. (laughs) Uh, But I'm the uh, digital editor for Cedars. Nice. And uh, what does that mean? Like, what do you do, Hunter, for Cedars? I, uh, anything that gets posted on Cedar, uh, like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, I kind of run that. Um, and I also do like any like posts onto the online uh, website. So, for instance, if an article goes up at like 2 a.m., it's because I'm is, awake at 2 a.m. So, <laughs> I feel like the last week is what's been most of the articles. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I, I posted at 2 a.m. and then I uh, put like a another social media post at like 2 in the m- 2 p.m. in the afternoon the next day. But yeah, that's what I do, mm-hmm. and uh, that is my job. And so I'm very glad to be able to come on with. Senior Mikey B or Ben Hyatt, as we call him. So now, do we have to explain the origin of that name? Because my name is Ben, but you just called me Mikey B. I shouldn't have said Mikey B. Let's just leave that as a mystery <laughs> for the listeners. It's one of those like I'm so bad at words on podcasts. You could just say an lore? Easter egg. <laughs> Easter egg. A lo- yeah, it's a tidbit of lore. A tidbit of lore that doesn't have an explanation yet in universe, <laughs> in universe. but hopefully we'll yeah hopefully at some we'll point get there. Um, yeah. So yeah. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, our website. We actually oh, yeah. have a website for people who don't know, and that's actually where most of our content It's where goes. basically all of our Crazily content goes. Crazily enough. Yeah. Because yeah. we crazy. used to do um, – Cedars used to be a newspaper, but newspapers are old, yep. fashion, yep. and we're hipping with it. So we decided last year to go with a magazine format. But that meant we wanted to put more time into the stories and the designing – so we do that once a semester, yep. as opposed to how we used to do it before, which was, I think, like f- every month we did a yep. newspaper. So we have a magazine coming at the first or second week of November. And in addition to that, we have weekly content on the website. And there's a lot of stuff going up there right now if you want to check it out. It's, the URL is cedars.cedarville.edu. Yep. And then we also have an Instagram. That's cedars. Cedars at CU, I think. At CU, yep. And then then. our Facebook is just Cedars. Uh, But anyway, enough with the introductions. What I wanted this episode to be, since there's not really any big movies coming out this weekend, is something a little more of like in the vein of a retrospective. We're looking back. The best I can put it is they're films that have impacted our lives in some significant way. And that I think, at least for my selections, I feel like... Uh, at the risk of sounding pretentious or too artsy, I've benefited from as a person having seen them. Or at least feel like I've learned something or become more self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how I would describe what we're trying to do here, at least the movies I chose. They're ones that I really appreciate to the point that I feel like they showed me something about life that I think is true and that I want to communicate to other people um, so that they'll go watch them. Because I think both movies, I, especially one of them, 
aren't movies that people would necessarily turn on out of the blue. Right. Would you agree with what I said? And yeah. what would you say? About yeah, well, your I, I think my choices are actually a little bit more popular, but they're not necessarily popular in the Christian worldview or the Christian kind of Cedarville context where mm. the kind of shared worldview is a Christian one or that God exists and he revealed himself in the 66 words of the Bible. Um, 66 words. <laughs> 66 books. 66 books. <laughs> But I, I think that's where, like, mine, I chose them for the like for that reason of there is something, as Christians, we can we can take from them mm. and we can learn. Um, and so that's where, like, that's the reason I chose mine specifically. But I wouldn't say they're not popular. Yeah. Like yours. Yeah. I agree. So uh, before we get started in the movies, when I was in class earlier, I wrote down a bunch of different titles for this episode. Oh, did um, you? And I feel like some of them are pretty good. But none of them really like got to what I felt like we were trying to. But So I wrote, uh, uh, you know, um, General Revelation. It's talked about in Romans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is just really out there. <laughs> it's truth that God reveals generally that even people who aren't necessarily saved still are witness to. Right. And can still attest to. Yeah. And that's why I came up, one of the titles I came up with was instead of general revelation, it's cinema revelation or cinema revelation. Yeah. So that's one. <laughs> I also have, okay. you know, edification. What about edifilmcation? Also. Keep, keep going. Because <laughs> these are, man, oh man, these are really, really, really. Those were the clever really ones. Good. Those were the Those are the clever ones. <laughs> I also, like, generally, I was just, like, one of the titles that was just kind of more to the point was Life Lessons in Film. That's honestly what I feel like mine is. It's just, like, I feel like I learned something about life from this film. It's a life lesson. But that feels like something your parents would do. Like, this, it's Friday movie night, and here's a life lesson, kids, well, from my, Saving Private Ryan. Funny enough, my dad, and I love my family. Yeah. But my dad, like, after every movie we would watch, he mm-hmm. would go into the, like, my goodness, when we watched Hunger Games, he went into, like, oh, well, see, this is why the government can't have too much control or this is why we need a plurality of elders in the church. It was just these crazy things. He's applying. And yeah, he was applying what he looked at. He's not just a watcher of the movies, right. but the, but a doer of them as well. Right. And so he was just applying what he was, you know, watching and what we were watching as a family. And so I was just very, very much like, but as a kid, I was, I would always look at then movies in that lens. And so, <laughs> But I think it's funny. That explains a lot, I feel like, about yeah. who you are. And about my more introspection on what all yeah. these things are. But Which anyway. I relate to. Um, Anyways, well, those titles are crap, so we're not going to use any. I, I have one more. <laughs> oh, do you? It's okay. really good. This is, just, this is this, the, the one that I feel like is the most direct. Um, this episode is about movies that hip pastors would use in topical sermons as illustrations. Did you? That's the, <laughs> that's the whole title? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, I feel like that's the most... Um, Honestly, Ooh. the most honest. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like as I was very, like very as I'm ta- I was I was thinking about these movies for myself. I'm like I feel like a pastor just like being like so. There's this movie called Saving Private Ryan. I'm sorry I keep going to that, but I think my pastor actually did bring that up. Was Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, and he was like, it shows this thing about war or something, and it was a good like application, but it was like very like 
Yeah. Hip pastor. Yeah. I know what's up. I've seen <laughs> this movie Steven Spielberg directed in the 90s with Tom Hanks. They're like, hey, guys, what's up? We're, I'm a pastor, I'm, and I'm hip, and I'm about to talk to you about a, a movie, but and it's kind of bad. <laughs> but you There's can violence learn. in it, but it's a good kind because it's, it's good, war. It's a good thing yeah. because we can learn about God's it's truth. Okay, Hunter? Yeah. I yeah. do like – okay. I like that. I like that title. Yeah. That's a good one. So that's, that's really sums up – I feel like what both of us are doing. I feel like especially the hip part because some of ours are slightly edgy. Yeah. Um, but like that's, you know, that's just part of the fun. Yeah. So I can start since we've been talking about this for a while yeah. uh, with my movie, my first one. And it is a movie that came out in 2015 and it's called Steve Jobs. It's funny because there's actually a person with the same name as this film. Have you heard of this person, honey? I think I have. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because he actually... Did he was involved in the creation of several important devices in the modern era, such as the iPhone, oh, um, also the MacBook Pro that I'm using, using. to that's the read the guy? Wikipedia page wow. about this movie. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy. But this movie, as you would guess, is basically just a biographical drama about his life. Hmm. It was directed by Danny Boyle, who directed Slumdog Millionaire. If you've ever heard of that movie. I think I've seen that movie. You've seen it? Yeah. I've seen parts of it. And then he also directed recently Yesterday, which was that movie that oh, came out two yes, years ago. That about one like was the, the Beatles. Yeah, where the guy, everyone forgets, forgets everyone. The, everyone forgets that the Beatles exist except for one guy. And then he like becomes famous for singing their songs. So he kind of has a range of films that he's been involved in. But a lot of them are very much like drama focused. Like it's a story about right. some character. But they're not like action movies. They're more like about characters interacting and a story happening in relationships. And that's what I feel of, I think of when I think of a drama. Right. Is that. Right. So uh, it stars Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs. Yeah. He is famous, of course, for the Assassin's Creed movie that came out in, I think, 2016. Yeah, that's it is him. <laughs> so you know what kind of uh, tier of actor he is. Sorry. He's also young Magneto, though, in the X-Men movies that like go back in time. Like first class. Yes, I do know him. Yeah, he's great. I do. Um, and basically, the movie follows Steve Jobs. Follows him as he navigates three big events in Apple's history. So I think the first one is a conference where Apple's releasing one of their first computers. The second one is when he, because he got kicked out of Apple by like the person who was the official CEO in like the nineties. Oh, really? And then he started his that. own company called Next computers hmm. and they were like these just black cubes that were computers like a, like a tower but it was like a cube huh. um so it's uh, that conference that. and then the last one is the release of the iMac after he returns to apple and what i love about this movie is that it understands how humans actually talk i feel like there are so many movies that have conversations that are primarily written to progress the plot or to make people laugh or do something else, which is great. I love, you know, an MCU movie that has the quippy dialogue back and right. forth, or I love a comedy where everything's meant to be like funny in some way. But when I first watched this movie, which was just randomly, I think I was like working out and I just needed to watch like some movie because that's how we have it set up in my family's home. It's like uh, this whole like workout room with a TV. And I just saw it was on Netflix and I turned it on. And just the 
conversations so well written uh the script is by aaron sorkin who hmm. it was involved in the west wing a show back in the early 2000s about like the white house and stuff mm-hmm. he also wrote the scripts for the social network and moneyball which are uh, more, uh, two other of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and he just understands how to make dialogue that's simultaneously like realistic with characters like interrupting each other and not necessarily getting at the real issue they're talking about. A lot of times they're like talking around the issue because they're both like coming from their own perspectives, but still dialogue that works in a movie context. Yeah. It doesn't feel realistic in a way that's boring. It's always engaging. And part of why it's engaging is because it feels real to life. Yeah. I love the movie because of that. Um, I also love the movie because of how it characterizes its characters. Mm. Steve Jobs is not written in a glowing light. He's a very flawed character. And the whole movie is really mainly about a huge character flaw he has and him slowly, gradually becoming aware of it. And mm-hmm. the character flaw is that he is like he refuses to admit that he's wrong about anything. Mm. Funny thing about that is that's part of what makes him the charismatic leader that he is. He's very right. confident. He has a vision for what he wants Apple to be, for what he wants computers to be, and he pursues it with everything he has. And when his engineers tell him it can't be done, he's like, just make it happen. Right. And on the flip side of that it means that he, like in every relationship in his life, is constantly refusing to own up for, to ways that he's like messed up. Yeah. And the, funny, the cool thing is each of the three conferences is him interacting with like the same four people mm-hmm. and then having conversations. And you see their relationships change over time. So the f- main, one of the main characters he interacts with is his girlfriend who uh, has a child that is almost certainly like his, but he refuses to acknowledge that that it's his daughter. Hmm. So a lot of the movie, and I said the emotional core of the movie is him not being able to own up to something, fracturing his relationships, not only with his, like his, the person that he loved, but also his daughter. And his, that father, father-daughter relationship is really like what kind of ends up being the main central like emotional storyline. But then there's also um, his interactions with Steve Wozniak, who's like the person who helped him found, helped him found Apple, like designed mm, the computer, yeah. um, and the whole movie, at every event, Steve uh, Wozniak is just trying to acknowledge, get Steve to acknowledge the contributions he made to you know the compute Apple computers being developed, right. and Steve refuses. The whole movie is kind of like tied up around that theme of someone who's so caught up in their own self-centeredness that they can't see where they're wrong. And what makes it him a really compelling character is he isn't necessarily wrong fully in certain ways and in many ways what he says is right. But the problem is he is unwilling to acknowledge where he is wrong and he puts being right over actually ever like having relationships restored with people. Mm -hmm. So it's this really like character-driven drama that all culminates to this moment at the end. It doesn't end with him like having some grand redemption arc, but it's also not like a sad ending. Hmm. Basically the ending ends up being like one small interaction where he's able, where he's finally able to 
put loving people over being right. Mm. Doing what's right by someone in terms of treating them kindly and treating them with common decency mm. and like acknowledging where he's messed up, like over him just having that satisfaction of being right. And that's what I think makes this movie, the, the message of it strong, that message of sometimes it's not important to be right in a relationship as much as it's important to um, love the person. And part of yeah. loving people, obviously, is being truthful. Right, right. But if you are missing their perspective or you're missing ways in which you have hurt them and only focusing on the ways in which they have hurt you or they have messed up, you're not actually, like, right anyway. You're only viewing half the picture, which is your side of the relationship. Um, so I feel like the message ends up coming through very strongly and it's not necessarily a nice, like, you know, like maybe a Christian movie would be where it's like, oh, everything ends happy. Yeah. And they have, you know, their, their come to faith moment and then everything gets better and they, they fix everything. It's just one small moment, but it points to a bigger truth about what it means to do right by people and what it means to love people and how yeah. this person has misunderstood that his whole life. But now is finally maybe starting to understand something yeah. and is willing to be humble yeah. so uh great movie uh it didn't do super well in the box office but it deserves recognition it's like about like two hours long so like a typical movie mm. if you i think it's on netflix still so if anyone is interested in that i would highly recommend it especially if you like movies with like that are focused mainly on just like characters yeah and them talking and changing and growing and trying to figure out who they are and all that stuff it's great movie in my opinion yeah Hunter, would you like to move on to your recommendation? Yeah. Which must be at least equally as good equally? as mine. Oh, wow. Which I know it is because I've actually watched this one too. Yes. You, um, you showed it to me. I did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I saw it over uh, the summer and I was like, man, you need to, you need to watch this. It's um, called Inside. No one's heard of it ever. I'm joking. <laughs> It's very popular. What, what is actually. this inside? What is this? Who is, is it by? Even? It's by it's uh, by like an independent artist. How many people know about him? His name Bo Burnham. Bo you know? Burnham. Yeah. Man. No. Such so, a strange name. Yeah. So what, what company released it? Was uh, it Netflix? <laughs> oh, what is oh, that? A, yeah. What is what is that? It's like A24, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So Inside is a movie by Bo Burnham. Um, he directed it. Literally on the Wikipedia we're looking at right now. It's he directed it, wrote it. Um, he had someone else produce it, but he starred in it. He did all the cinematography. He edited it, and he all did all the music. So he did, like, everything. A and regular Robert Rodriguez, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy, crazy dude. Who's know known who is known for uh, – the guy who directed Spy Kids. Oh. He's known for, like, his early movies, especially, like, doing basically all the work. All, and, like, he, like, I think his first movie cost, like, $5,000 to make or something. That's crazy. Because he did, like, all the work himself. That's crazy. Just for you uh, movie L- fans Little out nerds out there. <laughs> But yeah, so it came out on Netflix. It came out uh, in, it says, May thirty, May 30th, 2021. So it just came out. And it's actually a... I, I personally really, really like it. So this is why this disclaimer comes on, is because Bo Burnham is, is a pretty raunchy, very uncensored type of... He's a comedian. comedian. He's a comedian. He's not, he's a, at least from what I saw, he's not like a super raunchy... Like there are some comedians... He's not a George Carlin. Yeah, well, his other stuff is. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. You hadn't seen his other stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I've been sheltered. Because I, cause I watched it and I said, oh, I w- I'm interested in his other things. Yeah, and I get that. They're good, but they are, they're very raunchy. Okay. They're very 
you know, some of it's very sexual. Some of it is um, really uncensored, and he, so he cusses a lot. So in, in that way, I do not condone those type of actions or anything like that. Yeah. However, if you go into this thinking that it's going to be a comedy special, you'll be um, unfortunately let down <laughs> because it's not really a comedy special. Because Not what, in the, tra- the traditional sense at all. No, not yeah. at all. Um, and what he does is he um, he goes to – basically what happened is during COVID-19, he decided to make a special where he locked himself basically in one place. And I don't know how much of this is valid. Yeah. But he locked himself in one place, got all the equipment he needed to create a special, and he just started writing. Yeah. And that was his big thing that he was going to do in that time. And he just isolated himself completely from the world. Um, and because of that, you see the extreme effects that can have on someone. Mm. You watch him from the beginning kind of be normal and then start to kind of grow into depression. And, and that can be, that can, that's, that, again, that's, so that's a very serious tone that he discusses and, and talks about and needs to be careful. Um, so ooh, we put a disclaimer on it. Um, trigger but, warning. Yeah. T- trigger warning. Um, it does. It deals with some heavy, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Yeah. That he himself is going through, and also like a lot of people. Yeah. Have gone through. So. And and that's kind of like what, one of the th- main things he's discussing is this kind of isolation in this period of time where he's he's alone. But first of all, he his his main like point of comedy is music. Um, and his music is very good actually. Like if you were to uh, pull it back and like just look at his music just from a without the content necessarily of it you'd be very, very much like surprised because he's a very good musician. But when you look at the content, you start to peel back. And it's, I mean, it's hilarious. Very, very funny. Mm. But you start to get more into it and he starts talking about a lot of important things. So one of the things he talks about is um, um, through the special, you see this, um, he calls it a disassociation between us and people through uh, media and Mm. through the internet. And um, he kind of discusses that throughout this whole thing. And he basically is like, hey, this is not a good idea. We're basically pulling ourselves back from having like real, basically meaningful relationships because we are now existing on platforms rather than in person. Mm. And so, and that's... Which the pandemic just accentuated to yeah, the nth degree. It just Which kind is of, what he's kind of tapping into. Yeah, it just highlighted it. It was like, okay, yeah. this, is a, this is a problem. And so he just kind of, that was one of his bigger things that he discussed throughout the whole thing that was... Um, the problem that he was really, really wanting to kind of hone in on. Mm. And the other thing is he, he also made a comment, and, and Ben and I were just joking around about it, but it's the reality, is that a lot of people nowadays, they like to, they like to say, I'm self-aware, and therefore I'm somehow free of the guilt of my own problems, basically, yeah. or my own just being a jerk. <laughs> and so with that, like, I think it's cool because he's trying to say that that's not the solution. It's not. And it's not going to help. Like he basically is like, just because I'm self-aware of these things and all these bad things that I've done as a person, does not mean these things are going to be fixed. And he even goes so far to say, like the whole time he's almost like, maybe I'm just not the solution to the problem. Yeah. Maybe I basically need to get out of the way and you know support it from a distance where I'm not have to. I don't have to be the main subject of the problem. And I and I appreciate it because first of all, I think as you watch it. We can see the problems that our culture is facing, what these people have gone through. Mm. And we can say, okay, so now how can I relate then to these things and 
and be able to look at it from a Christian lens. Again, as you watch these things, we're not asking you to like completely pull away the Christian lens. We're saying watch them through a Christian lens. The other thing as well is you, when you watch it, the more you watch it and the more you get into it, the more you start to see that what he's fleshing out is that there is no solution to the problems that we face. And which is a nihilistic perspective. I'm not saying he's a nihilist, but it does seem that way. There's a there's an element of nihilism. In Definitely. It. A lot of, at least a special, especially. Yeah. Like this special specifically. Yeah, almost a hopelessness. So with that, it's, it is, first of all, sad, yet encouraging as a Christian to say, we have the answer to the biggest problem in this whole, like, entire life. So yeah. the, if, if you come at it with that idea and that perspective... It'll definitely be something good to watch, but just be careful as you're watching through it not to be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I don't need to be on guard because it is... Okay, kids, let's watch Bo Burnham special. Right. It'll be fun. And then you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really sad now because he gets really depressed in it. And it's like, that's just the reality. And it's... But yeah, so it's a very good, very good special. I loved it a lot. Mm. Um, It's on Netflix. It is. It's only 87 minutes long. Yeah. yeah, 87 minutes. And it moves at a clip. It does. Like, there's like 16 songs in there, Yeah, and, I think. And he actually even put like a weird intermission in it. They yeah. just pause it and move on and then come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really good, like a really good thing. And it, it talks about a lot of important um, issues that are going on right now. But those are like the two big ones I saw was like self-awareness and disassociation. Yeah. But so yeah, that was my suggestion. That I would, cool little... I would second that recommendation because we watched it, Hunter and I watched it like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And everything you said, I think, is what I would say too. It's very good. Hits on heavy stuff. It's still funny. Like it oh, doesn't yeah, leave funny. you feeling depressed, especially like I guess us as Christians who know like he's getting at something true that like, apart from God, there is yeah. no thing that's really going to satisfy. There is no real solution in this world alone. Hey everyone, Future Ben here. So Hunter and I ended up talking for a pretty long time, longer than we thought we would. So we're actually going to make this first section a part one, and then the next two movies that we talk about is gonna be released as a part two. That's so it's just not in a super long format that takes forever to listen to. Um, Instead, they're more you know manageable episodes, so you're welcome. on our part for being so considerate to you guys. But yeah, if you're interested in hearing about our next two selections, super secret, then tune in for part two, which will be released later at some point soon. Okay, been out. Thanks, guys.